everybody. Welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. This week, my guest is Mo Funk, who is an artist relations rep slash advanced tutor for Pioneer. Born in Sydney, Mo has spent the last few summers here in Ibiza, where he's had residencies at Pasha, at Cafe Del Mar, Cafe Mambo, Space, along with guest spots at Defected and Glitterbox. He's so down to earth, very, very hardworking and incredibly skillful behind the decks, which landed him his position at Pioneer, helping other artists improve their skills and teaching them tips and tricks on Pioneer equipment. I've definitely got my own sound and style, which I recommend to anyone who wants to be a dope DJ. Don't copy anybody. Take a little bit from everyone, but definitely make your own style because there's a zillion DJs out there and no one's breaking through because everyone sounds like the next man. You can tell that he is so, so passionate about what he does, which is why I absolutely love this chat with him at the Pioneer Studios here in Ibiza, in which we spoke about his role, how he got to where he is, some great stories that he's made along the way, fab tips for up and coming artists and so much more. So here you have it. This is Mo Funk on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Enjoy. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on this show. I'm so excited. I know. I'm excited too. Thank you for inviting me to your little... Um, what would what I call would, this place? I was place? just going to say, what is this place? It's the hut. It's the learning hut. It is. <laughs> it's really cool. You would never expect that this is inside. No. That's why I love outside. it. That's why I love it. It's private. And like I think when I bring people in here, they're like, okay, I get it now. It's really cool. Now we cool. can get down to business. It's, it's, it's private like that. And I think it's for a good reason. Like... There's not even a sign outside, nothing. No, no, you it's never know. Perfect. I love that. I love it. Right. So let's just start off. I think yeah. this is going to be a really interesting conversation today because, mm -hmm. um, well, I haven't spoken to anybody like yourself on the podcast at all. So I'm really excited. Cool. So to start things off, you are artist relations rep slash advanced tutor for Pioneer. Damn. Can we say that? Damn. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, Artist Relations Rep is the title, but I mean, it's more so advanced tutoring because everyone knows how to use the CDJs, but what I've learned is most people need to know more. And like, that's my role is to show everybody the in-depth tricks and techniques about how to use everything properly. We're at that time in like DJ, DJ world where um, there's a zillion uh, different ways you can perform, but no one's really been shown how to perform correctly. So, I mean, this is why I'm here. And yeah, it's been amazing. I've, I've met so many heroes and like stars that, yeah, it's, it's been an incredible summer this year. Yeah. So you get people to come down here to this space. Yeah, yeah. And you teach them different tricks. So they come here. Um, or do you, or well, well, I go out, I mean, I, I have got relationships with DJs. Being a DJ myself, I've met just DJs out in clubs and all that for years. And just letting everyone know what I'm doing, it, 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 you know, lets people know that I'm legit and there's an opportunity for everyone to learn. Everyone wants to learn. Like no one, no one's stubborn saying like, yeah, I know everything. I don't need, I don't need any help, but like everybody needs help <laughs> um, for the good. You know, it's not like, yeah, you know, there's, thing, there's things that I still learn um, about certain situations like 
For instance, uh, Felix the Housecat uses Tractor and I've managed to convert him to use Rekordbox, but that was a long process to get someone off of a laptop and back into using CDJs. And like, there was a lot of little things that I had to learn myself about just the conversion. Yeah, yeah. that, <laughs> that be, for an example. Would that be because he wants to change or, and he yeah. comes to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, d- I didn't know Felix at all and, um, his manager mentioned it to me randomly saying like he hates using the laptops now he doesn't want to there's a thing called serato face which is like that weird glare that djs have when they're using a laptop to dj they're like just glaring at their their screen like they're looking at emails and that that's just become a meme it's like an internet meme um serato face um <laughs> if, you, if you google that you'll you'll you'll, you'll know, know what why and like it happens to every dj because you're like they're just staring at a computer screen it's not a good look i i be like if i was in the audience and i was looking at a dj and they were using their laptop to dj it's just I don't know, it's not a good look, but I think he just got sick of using laptops and wants to make his life easier by using USBs. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get this job? Through, don't want to sound like a, a wank, but like I just really love DJing and like just going as far as I can technically with what I have in front of me. And I just learnt um, CDJs back to front. Um, and... Yeah, I just always wanted to be a great DJ and like I don't want to like show off in front of people but just to be great all the time and like the right people heard me at the right time. Like I came here in I first came in here in 08, 2008 and got little opportunities to DJ here and there and I and eventually landed a, a residency at Pasha when Pasha was amazing. Um <laughs> that that 2009 to 2012 when like Luciano Vagabunos all that stuff was kicking ass. Um I was up on the roof terrace quite a lot and that place is where a lot of like the A-listers and like industry people would hang. Do you remember that Katie, yeah. right? That that great rooftop up on the terrace at Pasha Ibiza. And because of that, um a lot of industry people would hear me and be like who's this guy, you know, like um eventually Dan Tate and a few of the people from Pioneer would um bring in the new equipment to that roof terrace and like demo it, have a little room to showcase all their equipment. And, you know, because I was DJing there, they would ask me if I would look after the room. And yeah, these weird little opportunities came about for me to um, get further involved with Pioneer, like photo shoots and weird little things like that. Well, but, like you were in the photos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. I think that was for the CDJ 2000, I think the CDJ 2000, the original one, the USB one, that was years ago. Like modeling them like that? Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always had this little relationship that kept building and building over the years. Um, and this job in particular, it, it didn't really exist. Um, it never, yeah, the idea of like helping other DJs get better. I mean, it, no one really thought about that, but I just went out of my own way to help certain guys improve their skills because I had like a workflow. I had like a, I, w- I would call it like a template about how to recreate what I would do and show it to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, DJ Sneak is a really, really close friend of mine. I actually stayed with him one season years ago. Um, and he had all the gear at his place. And what I noticed back then, he, he, this is like a lo- an example of what I still see now is that a lot of DJs just put music on a USB in folders. 
and that's cool but like that's that's the minimum work you can do you can really take it a whole lot further that was sneak about like five or six years ago and it took him took, took him a long time to transition but like with my help he managed to convert himself from using files in folders to using record box and going deep with looping and hot queuing and all that skillful stuff you can do in the cdj and um through that example the guys at pioneer recognized that mm-hmm. and um eventually they this this role came about where they needed someone to um help a-list DJs about how to improve and yeah I guess his role just popped out I kept wishing for something like this to happen because I want to be part of a brand like Pioneer they're the world leaders of DJ stuff you know um so yeah the job came about just through like pushing it and like so you just put it out there in the universe yeah I think so yeah I think you would call that I just kept on like tapping on the idea and like winking yeah come on man like yeah, let me do it. Let me do it. And yeah, eventually it came about. So these last two years of I've had this role as artist relations rep in Ibiza. And this is a great place to do it because everybody comes here and like there's moments when, you know, all these guys are here for a day or two, they do their gig, they stay in the hotel. So there's opportunities to grab these uh, certain people, certain A-list DJs uh, and bring them into this room and get busy, you know? Yeah. So what would what would a normal day look like for you? Is every day different? Every day is different. Every DJ is different. I've learned that. Um, I would be in here every day, uh, whether it be uh, a meeting with a particular DJ about how to improve their stuff, or um, showing the new equipment. The really a really cool piece of kit that came about about a year ago is the DJS One Thousand. It's like I've got it in front of me. It looks like a CDJ but it has 16 pads on it. It's a drum machine sampler that you can use like a CDJ. So everyone's curious about how the hell do I use this thing? So mm-hmm. um, most days I would be in here showing people how to use it and it just spawns creativity. Like it's a really fast beat making machine. How, <laughs> how would people learn about it if, for example, your role didn't exist? YouTube and this is exactly why this role came about is because there's not much information out there for the regular person to advance, to advance their knowledge on how to use equipment. Like you can go on YouTube and there's plenty of videos on there, but they're not specific enough to, to cater to like, if you're already a good DJ and you want to know the ins and outs of how to use Rekordbox, I don't think there's good videos on YouTube. There's just basic crap mm. spoken by some YouTube guy who's not like legit, you know? So maybe you need to do a YouTube channel. I don't want to do a YouTube video. <laughs> I've thought about that and people asked me to do it, but then I'm like, these are secrets. These are yeah, like these true. are like these are like things that only certain people Very need to true. know. Yeah. So I like it like that. And yeah, being with people in here in this room, it's it's spawned like like it, I don't know, there's something in this room, there's like some aura or something where people just all automatically just get like a spark of creativity or they get they get something they learn something yeah there's definitely a really good energy in here <laughs> i think it's, it's the so aircon spa- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got two, really we got two aircon machines in here <laughs> so good so if you teach other people all of these tricks yeah. who do you learn from <sighs> or is this just playing around i'm I, i'll be honest i'm a super dj geek like i I love like the technical hip hop guys in particular, Jazzy Jeff and all those guys from the old school, like who started it. Like I've, 
I've always wanted to be a DJ and I, you know, as if you ever love something with a passion, you want to know the ins and outs, the history of it, who's the best, you know, all that stuff. And that's what I've been doing all my life. So I just wanted to make a lane for myself, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and take little snippets of what Carl Cox does, what Derek Carter does, what Jazzy Jeff does and make my own thing. Um, and yeah, that. yeah. And just being my own, I've definitely got my own sound and style, which I recommend to anyone who wants to be a dope DJ. Don't copy anybody. Take a little bit from everyone, but definitely make your own style because there's a zillion DJs out there and no one's breaking through because everyone sounds like the next man. You know, yeah. I go out to parties all the time here in Ibiza and I hear the same stuff over and over again. No one's like impressing me technically. I was going to say, yeah. has anybody really impressed you this this nah, summer? No? No. Nah. I mean, like, I'm happy going to see the legends play. I'm friends. Fortunately, I'm very lucky to be friends with a lot of these people I call heroes um, nowadays because, I've, yeah, I've, I've watched them grow. Like, I've heard them all my life, with all the tunes and how they DJ. It's been amazing to, like, break the ice with certain people and like become friends with everyone through this That's job. what I was going to say. Is that yeah. through this job? Through this job for sure because I've helped them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I guess I've got a bit of a a good name now. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. And I just wanted to go back to what you were saying about how you kind of created this job for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really amazing because it actually does go to show like if you actually do work really, really hard and you really believe in yourself, then you actually can, you can yeah. do it. This job literally did, I don't think it even existed, the thought of it. it. It was needed. Like a company so big as Pioneer are putting out these incredible products that cost a lot of money, but there's no, there's nothing out there to help you, like to guide you to, to learn it better. Yeah. I, except for like minute, two minute videos on YouTube. But a really special thing about this job is that I learn how everyone DJs. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm never going to tell anyone who does like who's what? good and who's bad and shit but um it's amazing to learn how everyone DJs everyone DJs differently and everyone looks at the equipment differently yeah, once I show them little things and uh, and how to get better and how to make things faster it's like oh like a spark comes to everyone's minds like oh shit this is how you do it that's how you do it okay so are there a lot of people then that don't know a lot of how this works? Yeah, more time, nine times out of ten, DJs don't know how to use... Yeah, I'm talking about A-list DJs. Mm -hmm. um, they don't really know how to use this to its full effect. <laughs> yeah, it, it surprised me. It surprised me so many times. Yeah. But that's because, yeah, again, like there hasn't been like a helping hand to show people how to really take advantage of this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's the new equipment. There you go. There's no instructions. Go for it. Yeah. If you're a geek like me, you'd figure it out and you'll learn it back to front instantly. Yeah. But most people are just like, I, I guess most alias DJs would turn up to a club and go, oh, wow, this is the new CDJ. Okay. Um, now what? Now what? Yeah, exactly. And I've seen that and I can understand that, that that's the issue that happens. But now, now in 2019, um, the role of artist relations has, has expanded and there's guys like me in most countries there's a couple of guys in america uh, a couple of guys in the uk in, all around europe 
um, no one in Australia. Hopefully, the, the job comes there. That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're the, half the year Australia, half I mean that. Damn, that'd, that'd be sick. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I, I felt well, you got this vibe. Put it out there. It's probably going to happen. I'm going to keep putting those, <laughs> putting those vibes out there for shout. Yeah. What is um, what are the biggest challenges of this job? Challenges, um, just not knowing. Um, what to expect what questions that they're going to ask me I have to know the answers like if I don't know the answers I'll look like a dick you know so there's been situations where I had definitely had to study up before like yeah before the certain artists would come in because like Rekordbox is always improving the software on the computer there has been a few years where it's not been perfect it's been a bit glitchy especially when it comes to like file management of your tracks it things get missing here and there but they've managed to improve it now but a lot of a lot of um artists have come in and go tell me nightmare stories about oh my usb died and all my tracks are gone and you know yeah. i'm supposed to know the answer to that so fortunately i'll study up before these situations but it's a stress sometimes because you have to know the answer speaking of that um Honey Dijon, an amazing DJ, an amazing artist. Um, she had a real bad issue. Um, before she came, she was messaging me going, look, my hard drive, my, my, my main music hard drive has been erased. It doesn't read um, my music library. I can't find any of my music. I just bought a new external drive that I copied it to. And when I put the old one in, it doesn't read it. And it doesn't read the new one either. So I'm like, oh, shit. That means her whole music library is gone. Oh and I'm like, oh, shit. And she's stressing. Like, I'm flying in. I, I'm delayed, but I'm going to be there. She came in at midnight. I was here waiting from, like, 9 o'clock just going, fuck, okay. I better just learn and find out. I, I sourced every in piece of information I can get. YouTube, Google, all that, and all documents that I've got through the company about what to expect because she didn't really explain in detail what happened. So I just had to know every possibility before she came. She came in here at midnight stressing, panicking because she had to play at Pasha that night at Dixon, I think, Dixon night. And this was, this was at midnight and she had to be on at like 1.30. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, I really need to know what's up. So she came in panicking. She explained everything to me. And just remember, Honey Dijon, not only is she an amazing DJ, she's quite an intimidating figure. Like she's she's she knows her she knows her stuff inside out. She she wants the answers. Like she's like a boss, you know. I love her about that. Yeah, I interviewed her <laughs> once as well and I was very intimidated. You know I mean? was like, Whoa. I love I love Honey. Yeah. She's, she's so she's so cool. But like, yeah, she can be like a, a a dominating presence, if you want to say that. So I'm like, oh shit, I better know the answer. I can't be like a fucking loser right now. I have to kill this. So she came in with like all these hard drives, panicking, going, I can't read it, I can't read it. And yeah, it took about five minutes. We got it done, which was really fucking lucky because <laughs> the answer was right there in front of us. But I was like, oh, if you click it right now, <laughs> it's like take the red pill or take the blue pill. Oh no. It was one of those moments. Do I click it or do I not click it? We clicked it and fortunately things worked out for all of us and she was happy and she went and did her gig and not, like nothing happened. That's that, incredible. That was an awesome moment because like I was really panicking, thinking like, oh fuck, I have to know the answer to recover her entire music library. Yeah. So we got it working, so it was all good. 
Good. Yeah. Well done. What, how do for, so? For example, imagine an artist is going to come in here and try out new gear, or you or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it you that reaches out to them, or do people now come over to you? Yeah, people are hitting me up because um, the word spread. Like it's it's a positive. Like I've I've got a good good rep. Yeah. And yeah. Um, a lot of people have questions about pioneer stuff because everyone has issues. It's just again that no one's really really shown everyone the way, the right way about how to use record box, about how to like format USBs. That's a big question. You need to format your USBs correctly before anything. Um, so yeah, any DJs out there listening, yeah, format your USB to MS DOS FAT. <laughs> That's the first thing you do, and then dump it into record box. What What are the other most um, frequently asked questions? Um, frequently asked questions, or questions that, that you, you tend to repeat a lot. Yeah, here are the, the the two simplest things that I show everyone that that bugs everyone out because no one's re no one really knows it. Tagging and searching. Tagging. It's in front of us. It, keep in mind, like if I'm looking at the unit and I'm looking at all the buttons. There's a tag button and there's a search button, but because it's not like, it's not part of like your hand movements, you don't really notice it. Tagging is like the top right button on the unit. I'm ticking it now. Mm -hmm. That allows you to prepare your music before you start. So if I'm, all the stuff I'll show you is like to lessen like the worry and stress of getting on stage and like ab being about to perform because I know that feeling. You can be nervous, you can be stressed. I don't want any of that to happen. So my role is just to show you the easiest way to get around all that shit. Mm -hmm. Tagging um, helps you prepare your set. Like if you, if you want to prepare your next five songs, you can do that with one button. It's the top right button on the unit. It's a little button. It's called tag. Just remember that if you're listening. <laughs> and to search is... It was quite an annoying thing on the older CDJs. You'd have to type in every letter um, one by one. But the newer units, you just literally hold down the first button on the top of the unit. You hold it down for two seconds and then a full keyboard will come up. <laughs> but when I show people that, they're like blown away. It's like <laughs> because no one's shown them. And it's, if it's right in front of us, but yeah, you don't really know until someone shows you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what happens now? Obviously, like the season comes to an end, but obviously um, there's DJs all over the world that yeah. probably still have other questions. I'll always be available to anyone I've I've had um, uh, yeah. a relationship with. Absolutely, I'll never I'll never turn down anyone's um, messages or anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the peak time of year for DJs to be here. The rest of the year, everyone's all over the world. Hopefully, in time, there'll be an Australian. Um, side of it which hopefully i'll be involved in what whereabouts do you live in australia sydney in sydney yeah what a beautiful city it's a beautiful place but it's been going through a tough time the last 10 years there's like laws and rules and mm -hmm. it's just a it's a it's been lame it's a beautiful city obviously we've got the beaches and or the weather and everything but the people in power have made us really we're lame we've got like no we've got no nightlife and all this business so I think it's turning around now. I've heard, I've seen some news reports that the lockout laws have gone and yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. But yeah, um, yeah, grew up in Sydney uh, and years and years ago, I think, think about 2007, I got to a point where I was like, man, this, this place isn't for me. I mean, I need to explore and 
I had to come to Ibiza, like the Mecca, to try and make it happen, you know? Like, I always, I always compare it to actors going to Hollywood. If you're a DJ, you want to come to Ibiza. <laughs> that's, that's good, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I totally like that. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's how, it's, that's how it all started, I guess, like. And you've obviously, you've been DJing for years. Yeah. Since what age? I was a kid. I would have been like 16 or something when so I did first you, started. So did you grow records. up around music? Um, I used to play sax. I didn't really grow up around music. I was just obsessed with music. Like my parents, obviously, that my parents are Peruvian and they went to Australia in the 70s. Um, yeah, and wow. they obviously played a lot of salsa and everything, but they weren't really like, you got to listen, you got to love music. You no, it was none of that. I think I was just a little kid who was obsessed with Michael Jackson and Prince and like <laughs> I think everything just came comes from those guys. Yeah. Michael and Prince all day. Yes. Um and yeah, the DJ thing was wanting to be a DJ was because I loved music so much that I wanted to show what I loved to my friends whenever I went to parties at like you know when you're in school and you like go to house parties when you're like 15, 16, everyone's like smoking ciggies and like drinking beers, you know, we're little kids not knowing what's what. <sighs> house parties and everything. And yeah, and no one knew anything that they just put like the radio on. Oh, you know, it was and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to, I always used to carry around a bag of CDs and try and play it, but I don't know. Oh, that just, so cool. I guess that just came eventually after time I'm like oh so that's what it is vinyl i need to buy all these records now i'm like a 15 16 year old going to all these record stores in my school uniform oh <laughs> cute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and yeah and you just know. think from there you just were really curious and then you just started like learning more and more yeah house music came in uh i was always a hip-hop kid and i you know like everyone, I think my first taste of house was like Daft Punk. Yeah. And then I wanted to know what the hell was that? And then everything came from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I already asked you what was like the biggest challenge of this job. Yeah. What's your favorite part of this job? Helping legends become even bigger legends. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I've Todd and Roger and Sneak and Felix and all these really high profile DJs. You'd think like they don't need to learn. They're they're dope they're dope enough but everyone wants to learn which is great it's yeah. really good and just showing them the ins and outs the secrets the tricks how to like take advantage of these cdjs and make themselves a better performer like everyone everyone's happy i'm happy showing these guys because i i admire these guys i grew up like going to raves and going to festivals like dancing to their music and then it's come full circle where I'm showing these guys how to DJ. It's crazy. Yeah. How do you think social media has affected this industry? It's affected in both ways, yeah. Social media, in a positive light, has shown how, how much people are into this music. Like, you, fuck, everywhere you go, there's thousands and thousands of people in these clubs and festivals who adore these DJs for playing this music. I mean, like I can't, you can't front on that stuff. That that just proves how big house music and dance music is right now. Yeah. Um, but in a negative way, people kind of create their own brand and, and uh, profiles through their Instagrams. Like they, they probably aren't even, I've learned, you know, there's <laughs> some DJs aren't who they are. And when they come in here, they don't know too much and it's a bit disappointing because you see them on social media being 
you know, getting paid thousands to do this, but not really giving a shit about what they're actually using. So it can be good and bad. Mm. Um, but it just depends how you use it. If I could give one recommendation, I would just say be yourself and don't fake it because the fakes get kicked out of this game real quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Actually, that was going to be my next question. Would mm. you have three tips for up-and-coming DJs? Absolutely. I'm sure you have yeah. loads. <laughs> I mean, you could, you guys could look up to whoever you look up to, but just make sure that people that you look up to are actually great at what they do, not just because they're smiling and DJing to millions of people. Just understand what the, what the difference is between what's good and what's great. Like, um, personally, if you want to be an amazing DJ, I said it before, but just have your own style. Like, you, there's a million DJs just playing the same music, but if you can't separate yourself from them, then there's no point. Like, you're just going to be another DJ playing the same old thing. Um, and be genuine. Don't be like fake as i said that word's a bad word be genuine because the genuine people like we we attract each other like attracts like you know like <laughs> yeah you'll you'll meet the right people and your circle will come to you uh another tip would be don't um if there is one word i wish the dj world would focus more on skill like being a technically like advanced dj like there's not many out there doing the same thing mm -hmm. like there's no there's no point if you're just going to play a record and mix in the next record at the end of that song like that is basic and you're going to be you're going to be boring the people in the back and you may be hot for a minute because you got a hot track but if you don't upgrade your skills like there's no point because you'll be gone like everyone even the like chin strokers will be impressed by skills um, and that's who I look I, I'm not trying to impress like the pretty girls in the front I want to impress the chin strokers in the back because they're the guys who are going to be like going on <laughs> going on forums going that guy sucks or whatever <laughs> I want to be like oh that guy was freaking crazy with it I want to I want to have that like response where yeah. guys like damn what the hell that's a freak yeah how do you do that you know I want, that I want to know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just before I forget, we started talking before we started the podcast mm -hmm. about a story about Carl Cox. Oh, wow. Can we? Can yeah. That? Yeah. That was my, my favorite story because I didn't know what to expect. As I said, I'm from Oz, uh, I'm from Sydney. Carl Cox actually lives in Melbourne. He lives in Victoria, in rural Victoria. Um, I went down to Melbourne to do a couple of gigs and Dante, my boss from Pioneer, calls me and goes look um carl's back in melbourne right now he really wants to transition from tractor because he was a big tractor guy for ages he wants to start using record box i'm like dope what do i do you need to go to his house in victoria and spend the day with him i'm like fuck amazing okay let's do it so i had to get on a train from melbourne city to frankston or somewhere down south it took like two hours on a train and then another hour in an uber to get to this farm complex i would call it it was a fucking complex um in the middle of nowhere like you would never ever guess where carl lives so <laughs> we get there and the gates open and it's like it's like a fucking movie like the gates open you're like oh <laughs> here we are 
in this, yeah, in this big farm area. I'm like, Carl Cox lives here. Like, getting there, I'm like, I'm just, I'm trying to understand it. Um, I pull up, get out of the Uber, look around, and I see this giant like farmhouse. It's a warehouse, so to speak, like a big tin shed almost, a giant one. And I get in there and. Um, Jumper, his manager was there and he showed me around. I'm, I'm bugging out because Carl has this amazing obsession with cars. He has thousands, no, I don't want to say thousands, what am I talking about? He has a good 30 or so vintage, beautiful, pretty cars, Porsches, lowriders, Dodge things. He has a, another big thing that he loves is um, drag racing, which I had no idea about. So he has drag racing cars and what do you call it? Um, I think a WRX type thing. He had a, a whole bunch of amazing vintage and sport cars in his um, garage. So I'm bugging out going, holy shit, Carl Cox has like a Ferrari? Wow. Just bugging out. I couldn't take photos because it's not like, you know, you don't want to be a dick and take photos of everything. So I just had to keep it to myself. I don't, I don't want to overdo it and start taking photos of everything. So there we go. We, I checked out his garage. It's so cool. And right next to his garage is this ridiculous studio. <laughs> and uh, I get in there and it's, it's amazing. I'm just like bugging out going, shit, I'm in Carl Cox's studio. What the hell? In rolls Carl. And obviously, as you know, Carl's an amazing guy, really humble, down to earth, beautiful person. I've got nothing bad to say, to say about Carl at all. Beautiful guy. Um, and we spent like a whole day together breaking down how to use cdjs correctly like because he was as i said he used a tractor for a very long time um and he wanted to flip and start using cdjs so from then on um yeah he's been on cdjs ever since and it's amazing he's using this sampler as well the djs 1000 he sets his set currently consists of three cdj 2000s and the djs 1000 so four decks um and my role that day was basically to pimp out, uh, yeah, I'd call it pimp out his USBs so they'd look all nice and fancy and um, to, to show how to use the CDJs correctly, looping, hot queuing, tagging, all that stuff. And we got wow. it right. We got it right. <laughs> That's amazing. It was amazing. And the, the coolest thing was that Carl showed me videos of him drag racing. <laughs> so as I said, Carl's like this, this freak car collector, drag race connoisseur. Um, and he showed me these videos of him actually fucking drag racing. Oh, I'd love to see that. It's a bug out. I'm like, wow, that's you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I just like turn the corner just slightly, I'll be dead. And we're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this guy's drag racing fucking like down this huge line like for 20 seconds and the parachute comes out and it's all good. I'm really? like, bro, like wow. this is freaky. I didn't know you were like such a rev head, man. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was a, it was an amazing day. I'll never, ever forget it. Cause like, yeah, That's I visited amazing. this random farm in the middle of nowhere and then straight away I had to get on a, get an Uber and fly back home to Sydney. It was just a ridiculous I thought you were going to say you went outside and he took you one of his cars. Or oh, I know. <laughs> I, I definitely have to. I want to. <laughs> Hopefully I get to do it again when I'm back home. But like yeah. that was a ridiculous day because it, I didn't expect anything. I was just in Melbourne like doing gigs and I got yeah. a call to go meet Carl. 
And um, yeah, that whole experience was crazy. Shout out Carl Cox, you're my man. I love you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's nice as well. It goes to show like everyone has room to learn new things. Like, even even Carl think, Cox. Exactly. Yep. I, I love that. That's mm. great. Okay, just to end. Yeah. So the podcast is called Can You Put Me On Guest List? So I ask my guests if they can give one guest list rule. Only ask for a maximum of two names on the guest list. Because if you ask for five, it's game over. <laughs> Hell no, I'm not going to put five names in the guest <laughs> And be cool. Don't be going in there expecting I'm going to give you like 20 drink tickets and all that shit. I got you in. Be cool with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Listen, thank you so much. Oh, it was babe. Total pleasure. I love that. Yeah, that's was, cool. That was so much fun. And um, yeah, we'll, well, you're leaving in a couple of days. Oh, so. no. Safe journey home. Thank you. Oh, it's been an incredible summer. I really wish it wouldn't end, but like, yeah, I just want to, like Seinfeld, you have to end at the top. Yeah. And then, then people will be like, you know, you know, Amsterdam's coming up. Unfortunately, I won't be there, which sucks. I've been there every year, but I don't know I've done my job here this summer and I think I want to end on that, that note. Like going to Amsterdam might drag things out, but I know hopefully, um, the guys I've been with over summer have some positive things to say to the people at Pioneer when they're uh, at ADE. Fingers crossed. So, yeah. If, um, <laughs> I'll see you next year, though. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody wants to follow um, follow what you're doing um, uh, yeah. or have any questions for you, can they do so? Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud is at MoFunkTheDJ. Instagram is it's MoYo. All right? MoYo. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, my love. Thank you, Katie. This has been awesome. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for my new headphones. Yeah. I love them. Thank you. Thank you.